everybody, this is Atkins. Hey, this is Adam. And we're welcoming you to another episode of the AMP, the Almighty Podcast. And this this is a bittersweet episode for us. No joke, man. It's like, what, we're on episode like 109, I think? 109. Man, it would have been awesome if it was 110. That feels like a bigger number. Obviously, it is a bigger number. I just mean like 110 sounds a little <laughs> bit better than 109, you know? But yeah. Uh, man, yeah, the, the last three chapters of Vigilantes, they were really good. It was a nice little wrap up. It was. I think a few episodes of hours ago, I wondered if the fight was going to resolve in the last couple of chapters was going to be like denouement, um, the denouement. French term for just, you know, falling action and resolution. And it uh, seems to be exa- and and our episode breaks made it exactly so like we don't we didn't have like the end of a fight and then a little bit of the resolution. And the next episode was all resolution. It was just the format of our podcast allowed for us to have this clean break um, where we finished all of the fighty stuff last time and now we're talking about all of the resolution stuff this time yeah and it's a it's a bittersweet thing like you said I, i'm sad to see vigilantes go but uh man it was good it was really good i wonder how they decide you know like okay this is the final bit like this is the chapter we're gonna we're gonna end it on and everything that feels like it's got to be a, a pretty hard hard decision to make yeah and it wasn't even like a like a clean number yeah you know, numbers are odd but you know 126 seems like an odd number um it isn't it's even adam and i are giving you the basics of numbers this episode 110 greater than 109 126 <laughs> not an odd number it is indeed even um so make sure you take your notes and pass your tests uh listeners but it, it just seems like uh you know you would think that it would end on a five or a zero and it didn't <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but you know i'm okay with that it's uh it's its own little quirk right it is it is and you know th- this is our last coverage of anything vigilantes for the foreseeable future and we don't have the anime again until october 1st so we're talking like two months where we don't have either of the things that has kept this podcast afloat since its inception yeah uh so the next few episodes are going to be pretty interesting our current plan is to talk about the two new OVAs on the next episode of the AMP. So far as I know, they're only available on Crunchyroll, um, but you can, if you haven't already in the past had a crunch, uh, had a Crunchyroll account, you can get uh, a free trial, give it a test shot, and at least catch those OVAs, even if you decide not to keep it around afterwards. So you you should be able to find a way to watch them somehow. Yeah, I'm excited for the OVAs. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's like a baseball game one, or there at least baseball teams. I feel like I remember the baseball promo. Yeah, one of them is called like HLB, which stands for Heroes League Baseball, and the other one is something about like laughing, laughing to hell and back or something um, about a villain whose quirk is to make other people laugh somehow, and it's like Endeavor and Bakugo Todoroki and Midoriya. That sounds awesome. Chasing them down. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Man, I all I want to like ultimately culminate for this OVA is one of those, uh, do you remember back in the day they had those video games and it was called like kid versions of sports and it would have all the pros, but they were kids. Yeah. Yeah. We need one of those, but about that episode, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. I'm sure that the like costumes w- may show up as like alternate skins for some of these characters in some of the currently released games. That would be kind of neat. Oh, as that well. would be really cool. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I'm not playing any of those games currently, but it would still be cool to see that for for everyone that is. Yeah, me neither. Right now, I'm currently playing Stray, the kitty cat sim, uh, How simulator. How is that? Is that good? Yeah, I've it's very chill. I've really enjoyed it. I think I'm only about like halfway through, um, and I do have some gripes with it, but it's it's just relaxing. And then some of the folks in the Discord have got me um, convinced that I need to just restart No Man's Sky, so I may be doing that this weekend. 
Oh, that'll be a huge time suck. Yeah, that'll be a huge time suck. And it's already a game where like you can dump a lot of time into it. Yeah, I think restarting is just because if I picked it up from where I left off, I'd be like, I have no idea what to do. Oh, anymore. yeah. How long has it? How long has it been since you played? <laughs> oh, like over a year, maybe oh, yeah, two. It's totally different. You'd have no idea what's going on. You should restart. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's basically was the consensus. So I might be jumping onto that tonight. But getting back to what uh, the podcast is going to be doing, OVAs for sure. Next episode, to the best of our abilities. We do have uh, some Smash volumes that we haven't covered. We usually do yeah. a volume of the Smash um, uh, Tonka Bonds per episode, and we do like our we each bring our top ten. So we may do that, and we haven't even touched Team Up missions, which is a whole other like spinoff manga that you and I have not uh, even dipped our toes into yet. Yeah, that's right. I don't think I've seen those. Are they on the Shonen Jump uh, application? Mm-mm, I don't. I, th- I feel like I we looked for so. them and we didn't see them before, so we're gonna have to find another another way to to read those. Yeah, I know I have the first volume in hard copy. Nice. So sounds um, like I at minimum trip, I've got trip to the bookstore then. Yeah, you know they're like ten bucks. Yeah, you know. definitely. We 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 care about our listeners enough to spend ten bucks on them every now and then. Oh yeah, totally. In you fact, know, I was gonna say oh, we actually yeah. <laughs> have a <laughs> really cool uh, a really cool giveaway that uh, we've been talking about it. You know, we've kind of hyped it up a bit. We were looking for your favorite moment from Vigilantes, whether it was like a specific moment or a whole volume, whatever you wanted to send us. Uh, so you could have emailed it, you could have hopped in the Discord and told us directly, or we uh, could have received a tweet from you. And I know Adkins has got all those names bundled up like on a spinny wheel in his office somewhere. He's going to spin it and uh, we are going to pull a name, but it'll be at the end of the episode. So just stay tuned or, you know, skip for like what, probably an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit uh, north of that. But yeah, we are, we're going to spin that wheel and reveal the winner. Uh, again, if they are continental United States, we will send them a, a canvas print of the beautiful artwork uh, done in memoriam of vigilantes by uh, at liquid purple on Twitter. Um, If you're outside of the continental United States, what we'll do is we'll send you the digital assets itself um, and you can do with it what you wish, because that's the easiest and cheapest uh, way that, and we wanted to be as inclusive as possible. So that's how we'll do that. So stay tuned until the end of the episode. Um, I'm sure if we call your name and you aren't listening, we'll shoot you, you know, hit hit you up in, with a, a DM and on Twitter or answer to your email or ping you in the Discord. But if you're not in uh, the, those two, especially the social media spaces, come come and join come and join the conversations. We're usually pretty chatty. Um, it's at Almighty Pod on Twitter, um, and uh, if you follow us on Twitter or at least navigate to our Twitter and look at our pinned tweet. There's a link to the discord. And I believe there's usually a link to the discord and the Twitter in the episode show notes as well. And speaking of those social spaces, we do have a Quirkle submission um, from Ness or at necessary yes. evil 85. Um, so he is pulling again from the June pool of letters from uh, the Wordle solutions. Uh, and he has chosen the words showy and primo. And he has gone so far as to provide definitions for each. I think the most important definition that he provided was the one for Primo, because I didn't know this. Um, but it's the first or leading part in an ensemble. I did not know that. I thought oh, it just meant huh. like, you know, first or really cool if you were from the 90s. Um, it's a skateboard trick. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Can you primo do a Primo? Like when, yeah, yeah, I can actually. It's, I'm really good at those. It's <laughs> a, originally a freestyle trick. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so this is what his description of the quirk. He says, a hero of the musical variety with holes in his forearms that act as a flute of sorts. 
after oh. he takes a deep breath. Uh, he plays his flashy tunes. Uh, as he plays his flashy tunes, he is able to afflict a variety of conditions to the enemy, such as fascination, sleep, or even produce sound loud enough to cause damage. So he's basically like a bard, kind of. Oh, man. That's, you know, that'd totally be a, uh, like a special character in Naruto. I can, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it like says a special in, ninja type? Man. Yeah. He says it's an MHA take on something like the Pied Piper. A critical flaw to his quirk oh, is that man. he must be playing this music using both hands leaving him quite defenseless if there are multiple enemies around or uh, enemies around that aren't influenced by his melodies. And he says, if imagery is needed for using both hands to play his arm flutes, place both of your hands palm down on the underside of your forearms. It's kind of like giving your arms a hug. And that's kind of how that works. That's pretty cool. So that, that would cool. be Showy Primo, the quirk brought to you by at Ness from the Discord. Thanks, Ness. Yeah, thank you. That's a really cool one. I like that. So if you're going to contribute to the next quirkle, um, then what you're going to be doing is pulling from the completed set of July words. And again, we always leave a link to those solutions uh, in the show description or the little informational bit uh, attached to each episode. Well, now that we have been talking for about 10 minutes, why don't you say we hop into Vigilante's chapter 124? All right, we can do that. Um, this does not, in fact, pick up where we left off. We have a time skip. Not yes. a big one, though. Just a couple weeks. I thought I remember saying that uh, I hope that there would be a time skip. So I'm glad that, it, that there is one. You finally got it. Yes. And we are basically like checking in with uh, Sukuauchi, who is, I would say, basically recapping the last kind of event that we, we did leave off of. It's, you know, everything that went down with Koichi and the big fight that happened. And uh, he's kind of giving him... I don't want to say more credence than what happened, but he's kind of, I want to say, like mixing the story up a little bit. It sounds like he's almost spinning a narrative that he has to spin to keep Koichi safe, if that makes sense. Yeah, he does a bit. I will say, too, before we get into his description of things, that when he says the Naru had a lockdown, when I first read that, I added the word arc in my brain. Um, <laughs> and I was like, did he just say arc? And I went yeah. back and I was like, no, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't. That's just <laughs> that's just what we call it as as the, the readers. Uh, but yeah, he's he's basically. Um, explaining first to Koichi and then later uh, to Pop their how it is that their roles are going to be presented to um, the the media and to the populace. And so he talks a little bit about, he, and, and this is, man, just does six dirty, right? When he's talking about the villain that was involved in this affair, he says it goes without saying that the giant villain, um, and he never says any kind of name, which I think Koichi could have provided at some point if he wanted to, but um, Six goes unnamed in these chapters, um, even when there are opportunities for Koichi to speak up and say, oh, his name was, or at least he told me that his name was, um, but he doesn't do that. Um, but uh, this is Sukauchi talking, and he says that uh, that night you, talking to Koichi, were treated as a villain, you got caught by the pros, and then you got dragged into this fight, and then you were ordered to leave, but then you had to endure further villains attack, uh, villain attacks along the way. Um, it is really interesting that, and I never thought about this until I started reading these chapters. It does get pointed out in here, um, because one of the things Koichi or, uh, Sukauchi says to him right here is as a result of your impulsive decision to dive back into battle, Naruhada suffered massive damage because if Koichi hadn't have taken off, presumably to go get all my, and then landed back in front of six and confronted him, probably none of that stuff would have happened. I mean, it, it probably pop might've died. Um, but certainly, you know, blocks of the city wouldn't have been destroyed. I Yeah, I was right there with you. I did not even think about that until I was reading this. And then I thought, oh, man, he's kind of right. Like, if it wasn't for Koichi, none of that would have happened. 
And that leads us to episode 124. Its title is Something to Say. Um, He continues to go on a little bit about the fact that there were no civilian casualties, which they're crediting to Koichi. Uh, He begrudgingly says that, at least. I can't believe nobody died. That just seems crazy to me. Well, you know, they started an evacuation pretty early, and then that evacuation was bolstered by the pro-heroes. So, I mean, it was a stepped approach to making sure people were out of the way. But yeah, I mean, like, it was, they do point out the fact that this was a small, you know, basically a suburb of a city, like a small portion of a city. Sure. And so it's not like they're trying to evacuate Chicago. This was still relatively contained, even though it was pretty bombastic and devastating. Yeah, I guess it's, it, it, they make it sound like it's, you know, a small block, right? Yeah, a couple blocks, I think, is what they say, get, uh, get destroyed. Yeah. Man, that's wild. And it's great because Koichi's first reaction here is just like, ah, oh, I guess that means I'm headed for the slammer. And, you know, he's got a smile on his face. Like, it's our guy Koichi. Like, he's just happy, go lucky. Like, nothing's changed. He's, uh, he's exactly the way that he always is, which is great. Like, I love that he has been so, I'm going to say static, uh, although I know he's learned a whole lot. His personality's never changed. It's never been about that. Right. Um, and he's got a big bandage on the left side of his face. Um, from where Six inflicted him that parting uh, scar uh, so that he would be remembered because he's not. Again, here, Sukauchi talking about Six says, the scarred man who blew himself up while you watched, we only could find bits and pieces of him, um, and we've had trouble identifying him. So I think that he's going to continue to go unidentified um, as far as the public is concerned, at least. That Koichi, again, is going to be the only person who really knew um, who he was. Yeah, and I'm curious, do do you think that they're trying to keep like someone from knowing how much they know? Like I'm wondering if this is a uh a way to keep all for one potentially from knowing like what all they knew he was involved potentially with because it sounds like they're at least starting to try to thread that here. I thought that my reading of it was more like uh maybe not giving Six the time of the day, like not giving him what he wanted to be remembered. Yeah, sort of. I think that 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 is more unintentional than the intentionality that I saw. You know, like today, if a mass shooting takes place, that a lot of people will go out of their way not to use the name of the individual who perpetrated the crime totally. so that they don't get that spotlight. Yeah. Um, and it's almost as a way of um, not not putting a name to whatever the evil was. Um, but I still think here it was more unintentional. That it's gotcha. just like, we, we don't have anything to go on, and Koichi's not offering up anything. And even if he did, what, what would he say? His name was Six? <laughs> you yeah, know? That's, that's fair, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. this scene is interrupted by uh, Sansa, the uh, friendly cat officer. Uh, he's telling somebody that they're not allowed in. And it's Captain Celebrity, who we've not seen in a long time. Uh, but he is perfectly, like, on time here, at least. He's coming in to kind of, you know, he, I guess save the day to some extent. And uh, he's he's saying, like, no, like, there's no way that you're going to keep me away from this. He says, attention, Japanese police guys, this unjust interrogation of my sidekick needs to end right now. Uh, and, of course, everybody is like, what is going on? And Sansa's trying to keep him out. And Koichi's like, wait, what? I'm your sidekick. Yeah, and Tsukauchi immediately deducts or deduces that uh, Mikado is behind all this and is also present. So he calls her to come out of the shadow, uh, shadows and she's wearing Christopher Skyline sunglasses, Captain Celebrity, this weird like upside down looking visory sunglasses. Um, and uh, she comes in and it, it does the Mikado thing, you know, immediately take control of the situation, starts spinning things. Um, that's what she was basically hired to do for Captain Celebrity way back when and has only gotten better at it, it seems. 
Absolutely. And Captain Celebrity is like whispering to Koichi, like, hey, listen, you know, remember all those lunches and snacks you ate? I was basically paying you in food. Uh, you know, everything that we, we did for you, the agency was poning up the cash for the catering and everything. So like even the exploit at the Sky Eggs, you just say that you were working for me. And uh, so he's like really trying to bring him under his wing and protect him. Like, hey, you know, we're not going to let them treat you like a villain because you were doing something that you were supposed to be doing. Uh, I love the way that they're trying to spin this. Yeah, they they go so far as to uh, say that Captain Celebrity Corporation is going to provide protection for Koichi and Pop as they recover. Um, that should be a favor to the police department, I would assume. Uh, and then he, Koichi is like, well, what about Pop? I haven't been able to see her. And Mikado says that her condition isn't great because that night when he got hurt real bad, she woke up, which we were privy to. Um, but that negatively affected her brain and the long coma after that left her pretty physically drained. And we see her get wheeled in, Pop get wheeled in with a little uh, like paper grocery bag in her lap. Uh, and into Koichi's room. And she doesn't really say much at, to, at first. Um, Koichi says, hey, good to see you. Um, and then Sukauchi goes into his spiel about how the police are going to handle Pop's situation, that she was an instant villain, which means that she was uh, not responsible for any of her actions because she was under uh, the effects of drugs, um, but that they do eventually want to get a statement from her. And uh, eventually Pop does place this paper bag that she brought in into Koichi's lap. Uh, and out of it, he pulls, he's, it's an All, Hight, All Might hoodie, but we know it is also the All Might hoodie. Yeah, the, the one that he gave her whenever he saved her all of those years ago. And it's funny because he, he's like, whoa, I don't have this one yet. Is this for me? Like, he's really excited about it. And uh, he's complimenting her on finding it and everything. And he's like, uh, you know, she, she, she starts to kind of, I'm going to say mumble here because the way that they've got the like dots, you, I assume at least, or the way I read it was that she was kind of like really talking quietly. Uh, and she says that she just had it at home, you know, and you can kind of tell that she's wanting to tell him about that story, that time that she knew him from before. Uh, but he goes in to say that he's basically hanging up the cape. He's just like, yeah, I'm not going to be wearing these anymore, but it's going to be a great keepsake. And uh, Makata is saying kind of the same thing, like, oh, okay, well, you know, if you're going to hang up the proverbial cape then, and he says, yeah, more or less, I think I've learned my lesson. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's funny, because I think we all know that he, uh, he, he can't learn his lesson that easily, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, by the end of this chapter, we all know better. Um, yeah. The next page shows Mikado uh, and, and co, Captain Celebrities there, Sansa Sukauchi, rolling uh, Pop back to her room um for more rest and she actually tries to physically get up from the wheelchair um because she says that she she barely says a word to him and i couldn't tell if this was what she was saying out loud or if these were just really i, I know that the i i gotta would be verbalized um the rest of these i can't tell if they were verbalized or if these were just um audience to her own thoughts because she says i barely said a word to him and she runs through some things that she would like to say Thank you as always. Sorry about everything I did. You're my hero. Just stay the way that you are. Um, and then she says, I always have and I always will. And then we jump back to what I think are the verbalizations of her screaming Koichi's name. And she catches him uh, awkwardly standing in front of a mirror, putting on that All Might hoodie. Yeah, you know, I, I love this. This is something that uh, I think these are word, word bubbles to me. Or sorry, not word bubbles, but like mind bubbles, like thoughts. Yeah. And, I think and so, so it reminds me a lot of comic form, right? Where like you can have 
someone's internal dialogue and be reading that, but also be seeing what they're actually doing and what they're actually saying and tell two stories at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. Like, I love the way that they've done this. And of course, he's super embarrassed to be caught with that jacket on. And uh, she's like, well, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, who, me? Well, uh, I was staring at the hoodie and just couldn't help myself, <laughs> which is so him. It's awesome. And she says, are you kidding me? How stupid can one guy be as she's like beginning to absolutely tear up and cry? So she she falls into him and we've got an awesome two panel page of them like reconnecting, you know, and I think we both knew that that was what both of them wanted. Uh, but for some reason, I've always felt like they couldn't verbalize or or at least show to each other. Yeah. And so Mikado's there and she says, what happened to learning your lesson? And he says, no, I mean, I just had to try it on. Lesson learned, I swear, though. And Mikado's <laughs> got a hand on his back and her quirk is she's she's a lie detector. So she knows that he's lying. Uh, and then the last panel or last page of this is uh, Christopher Skyline, a.k.a. Captain Celebrity, getting Koichi since he hasn't hung up his cape. Uh, to sign a contract to be officially part of uh, CC Corporation. Now let's go back to just for a second, right? Um, to this this discussion with or these these mind bubbles and what it is that Pop doesn't say to Koichi, right? Um, what are your thoughts on her not saying "I love you" here? I don't know. I I I was surprised that they didn't try to like finish this off with them getting together because i mean spoiler alert i'm sure you or at least hopefully you've read the other chapters at, by this point but they decide to effectively not be together from what i can see like and and, and i didn't expect that i definitely assumed that this would kind of have like a realization that hey like we both really really love each other and want to be with each other and they would have made a life with each other and i'm surprised that they didn't go that route and i'm surprised that she didn't just say that here uh, because it, I guess it kind of feels like if nothing else was going to push them to that, it would have at least been this event, you know, and the fact that it didn't happen here was just shocking, really. Yeah. And I think that at some point we had speculated that if she ever did give him this uh, sweater back or this jacket, this hoodie, that that would come with that profession. Um, yeah. And it or doesn't. at least his recognition. And I think that yeah. is why she doesn't say it. Because, oh, interesting. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, if he was going to realize it, it would have been that moment. If if it hadn't been anything else, and that's what I was trying to say, like that moment where she gives him that sweater is is that connection. It's like, uh, I'm thinking she was anticipating him knowing, you know, knowing that was his old one, and so the yeah, fact that it didn't yeah. register at all was just so like that was just bringing back up all those barriers of okay, he doesn't see me that way. Yeah, because she does, or he does say. I don't, I don't have this one yet instead yeah. of, Hey, I used to have this one. Exactly. And that would have, that would have spun that conversation in, right. into a totally different direction. Which I is ultimately say, why she says, how stupid can one guy be? Like, yeah, this yeah. is literally me pouring my heart out to you without telling you how, like, you're just so freaking oblivious, man. Yeah. I, I will say that I think that earlier, early on in this, I, I would have said by the end of this, they're boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, you know. Um, but I wasn't wholly disappointed with the direction that they took it in. Oh, no, no, not I disappointed. Think that, yeah, they. I think that they are, there's a schema that we anticipated, you know, um, and they, they violated that. They broke it. They went in a different direction, and that's, that's refreshing. It was, uh, it was odd, you know, that the two end up in completely different, con uh, on completely different continents, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was a strange choice. 
yeah, but I, I can appreciate it for it not just doing the obvious thing um, and for them going through a couple of good um, attempts, at least at explaining how it is that things fell out the way that they did. Um, and sure. so, it, and, it, and truthfully, I think that it does more for Pop um, than it does for Koichi. Like Pop doesn't just become Koichi's girlfriend. Like Pop is off being her own damn self at the end of this. And I For think sure. that that's something that's good too. Well, and you know, it's funny is I don't know that I ever thought that they would become like girlfriend, boyfriend, or, or even get married or anything like that. But I, in my mind, I always assumed that they would be uh, like co-vigilantes together. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say like sidekicks, but like it felt like they would have done their own thing together and continued that and, and would have kind of figured it out. Uh, even if that meant that she went to the other, you know, to America with him, I, I was just shocked that they weren't together of, in some capacity, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I but agree I, with what you're saying. I think it does like bolster her character a lot. Yeah. I think, I think that that's the, that's the goodness in, in the unexpected uh, split between the two uh, at the end of the run. Yeah, for sure. So let's get into 125, which is called towards the future. Um, which is strange because at the top of the first page it says hope for the future as if it's been spelled in the crowd or in the clouds but it's not so it's almost like this one has two titles and they couldn't sort it out yeah um, there was an editor title and then there was a writer title right <laughs> that's what right. happened <laughs> um but we do um we we get to uh see initially it's soga checking in on um on pop asking how the rehab's going and he's just doing the soga thing man just being a one, uh, you know, support character to anyone who needs it. Yeah, uh, that's what he's been since he made his little heel turn. He spent so much time in or at hospitals without ever being injured himself. Yeah, and I'm surprised that we never really saw his quirk again. Like we only saw it near the beginning. I feel like, but past that, he hasn't really, you know, done much. That's true. He's yeah, been we working... haven't seen it since he got triggered. He's been working behind the scenes so much. I feel like he could have his own series. Yeah, that it almost feels kind of like they could be setting that up to have like a Soga series of like, hey, here's this kind of vague character that everyone thinks is kind of interesting. We're going to give him his own title later. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> so he uh, Pop is still feeling an incredible amount of guilt, um, saying that even even if the cops let her off off uh, off of so much of the charges because of their her perceived lack of volition in all of this that she still caused a lot of trouble and wants to take whatever responsibility that she can but Soga's just like uh if anybody needs to take on responsibility and feel guilty it ain't you yeah he's immediately <laughs> like pointing his fingers right at koichi and she yeah. just says you have a point <laughs> yeah and i love too they've got him in the background like you know obviously thinking about him and he's just rubbing the back of his head with that kind of like coy look yeah well, and then we she gets another visitor in the form of Miu. Yes, is it Miu? So Miu pops in, um, and she has a musical note when she says, "Hey, Pop." She's six. She is. So, oh gosh, <laughs> never even had that thought. He's back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, she has some uh, suspicions. She's pretty sus of uh, of Soga as he leaves, but she starts giving an update on the Naruhara fe- uh, Fest folks. Um, so the the leader of the band and the leader of the dance team or, or whatever she was are still together and they seem to be still pursuing things. Uh, some new dancers are being raised up. You has found herself a boyfriend. She got into college. Um, Miu feels defeated in that particular arena cause she doesn't have a boyfriend yet. And we find out later she didn't pass her entrance exams to get into college. 
So she's in kind of this liminal space. Um, she's working at um, Hopper's Cafe. Uh, and this panel is delightful um, of the inside of the cafe where <laughs> yeah, she's a waitress. It really is. It is. It's, it's awesome. so good. Yeah, because um, Pop is asking her, like, hey, you know, you're, uh, you might meet someone there. Yeah. And in the background, we see the cafe itself. Describe it for us, Adkins. So you have the X-Men in the top left um, ordering some coffees. You got Teruo uh, in the bottom left. Uh, and then it looks like three, like, dinosaurs. Mini Godzilla, yeah, got uh, dinosaur looking things. And the two in the bottom have feathers and are playing with a cat on a stool. And it's it's delightful. It's Initially, so I thought those were knives, and I was like, "This is dark." Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> like they I, are well, because it kind of looks like uh, what's his name Teruro is like walking away with like a serving plate, and so it, I don't know. I, I've, initially, I know it's a cat place, but man, I definitely <laughs> thought he just served him a cat. We find out that the Hoda Bros are thinking about opening up a second shop somewhere, uh, in that repairs are taking place all over the city. And that Mikado might have her hand in that. Um, and that they even tore down Koichi's old joint. Yeah, which I thought was really crazy. I guess it probably got damaged, though. Yeah, I would guess so. Or at the very least, it was an eyesore always. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I, I mean, like, it was vacant it even, the whole time. Yeah, wasn't it even mentioned at one point that the only reason they didn't tear it down was because he owned that little thing up there? I guess so. I, I feel mean, like his I little that. His little shipping container home. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, they, they pull that down and pop... Pop says, while I'm the only one standing still, everything else seems to be moving and changing. And Miyu says, look, my life's at a standstill, too. Uh, and this is where we, she didn't get into college. She doesn't have a boyfriend. Um, we also find out that Kamayan is the boss of the Hoda Bros Cafe. When did that happen? I don't know. I was going to ask you, since when is he the boss? I don't know. I guess I guess maybe he's strong scythe armed the Hoda Bros into <laughs> being the boss somehow. Yeah, he used cut. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, they, they've decided that just opening up another cat cafe wouldn't bring in new customers. It would just spread out their current clientele. So Miu's been working on some, uh, some alternate uh, theme ideas for the stores. And her first one that she shows is Pirates. And she's inviting Pop to be a part of this. And she drew a pirate with an eye patch, just like Pop has, on yeah. the same eye and everything. I love this, too, because it's so, it's so funny. He's just like, we just need another concept. Like, you got to come up with something. And so she's just trying to come up with these ideas. And Pop says, you know, I can tell you're grasping at straws here. And she goes, oh, totally. I'm the first to admit it. That had <laughs> yeah. me dying. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because the only other two uh, themes that we actually can see are at the bottom of that panel. One of them is aliens and the other one is gangsters. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, like, that's not what her specialty was. So why, you know, why would they even entrust her with this? Right. She's, she was trying to fill Pop's role. Pop's got more of an eye for these things. Oh, my God. You know. <laughs> It's been a while. I slipped one in. Oh, that was you good. hate yourself, don't you? Yeah, I do a little bit. <laughs> well, we pick back up with her reading, and she's going through all of these you know, various ideas. We don't get to see any more, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I, for a moment here, the way that they drew this book reminded me of Death Note. So I was it like, oh, like, man, that, that's kind of freaky. Uh, but she says, you know, I'd really love to do that kind of stuff again. And it's, it's interesting because you definitely kind of get the feeling that she's very like, not sure that she's going to be doing that or, or doing anything again. And even uh, me, you kind of questions that like, Hey, you don't sound too eager. And uh, she says, Oh sure. You've got someone waiting to sweep you off your feet. And pop is even like, well, what is that supposed to mean? And, and she just immediately asks how Koichi is doing. And pop says, well, you know, he never really changes. He's just normal, I guess, uh, which kind of, you know, is what I was saying earlier. Like he has been that way almost the whole time. And uh, so we kind of get this like, 
really hard cut to a very different tone yeah. where it is all for one just talking about Koichi and and totally doing a full assessment on him and it's but also discovering that he's just normal too exactly like what pop said so the exactly. transition is there it's there but it, it's funny because like you can see in this panel i love it he's resting his hand like or i guess he's resting his head into his fist you know like just irritated like this dude is just freaking normal there's yeah. <laughs> nothing special about him. He's so frustrated by that. His big I, I, special project was defeated by like just a dude. <laughs> but I love this. This is some of the best like background info for my hero proper to come out oh, of Vigilantes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, because he says circumstance, experience, and sheer, sheer force of will can turn a man into Superman. And that hard truth invalidates the methodology behind Operation Anonymous. I'm more than willing to pay an exorbitant cost to keep that ultimate power one for all at arm's length. But how can we hope to respond when civilians on the street start taking heroic action? And what he doesn't know at this point is that not only is one for all not going to be kept at arm's length, but it's going to be blessed or given to somebody who has this same fire and force of will that Koichi does. So his, the two things that he doesn't want are going to come together into a single person. Absolutely. In fact, on the next panel, he says extraordinary potential suddenly available to one and all. Uh, surely that's a path to unbridled chaos, but it also introduces uncertainty to my, I think you would pronounce that machinations. Mac- machinations. machinations. Yeah. The way that I kind of read this, though, is him thinking like, if someone like Koichi did get all for one or one for all, it would be nightmarish. Like, I don't know how I would be able to contain that. Yeah, and, and it's these panels are so cool because we get to see the like main villains from from you know the main series here. The doctor is in the background. And, yeah, and gosh, we see poor uh, oh, Shirakumo slash uh, what's his actual name? No, Kurogiri. Kurogiri. Yeah, I was blanking <laughs> on it. Uh, man, it was just we his haven't actual seen name. Him. I'm sorry, his actual name is Shirakumo. His the, you know his name? villain name is yeah. Kurogiri. Kurogiri. Jeez. Yeah, it's so sad, man. I, it's and it's crazy to kind of see that get wrapped up here. But then we also get treated to like this Nomu in a canister, like what, like a bactopod kind of looking tank. Uh, that is the the main, you know, antagonist, the first Nomu, the first Nomu the, at the end yeah, of season USJ one. USJ Nomu. So like, man, that's so cool to get to see him like this. Yeah, and it's great. And he does say um, that in a way, it, uh, I was led to this culmination by Number Six himself, which I think is something that you and I had speculated um, about as well. Um, and then we were whisked away to New York city, um, to CC corporation HQ and CCCO2 is being asked to deploy, which I thought was really cool. So it's captain celebrity corporation number two. So number one, obviously would be captain celebrity. So Koichi's number two at CC corporation. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Before he leaves, he's, he's hunched kind of over, uh, you know, a mirror, maybe in a bathroom. And he, he feels that scar on his face, you know, that, that memory, of uh, six that he left. And remember when six bestowed or gifted that to Koichi, he says, this is going to remind you of the person you couldn't save. And so imagine every time he goes to be deployed to save somebody, he's, he's reminded of that time that he failed and what kind of motivator that is. Um, So that's, that's really cool. Um, And then he does, he walks out onto this, uh, onto this kind of ramp thing uh, and starts to pull up a hood of some sort. And all we get is a shot from the rear um, in the at the end of this chapter, but we get full on skycrawler action in uh, in the last chapter. This is the penultimate one. We turn the page and we're into one twenty six. This is the end, friends. Here, I don't know something about it was very like that last panel uh, reminded me a lot of like Iron Man or something. Just the way that they kind of shot this. Yeah, 
just like him walking onto the scene with his new cool looking suit. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's kind of stuck. He's kind of walking out of like Avengers Tower a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We open 126 with a big mayday, mayday, mayday. Both engines of Skyfall Flight 400 have lost power due to a bird strike. So the these airplane apparently has lost engines because a bird strike? Do you think that's birds getting stuck in the engines? Yeah, that's a real thing. Um, sometimes, really? yeah, uh, I think that they're also capable of like damaging windshields and stuff too. But this seems like an engine, engine issue failure. because yeah, yeah, they have to have a um, they have to have an emergency land. landing in the Hudson, which was a real thing that happened um, not several years ago now. But uh, this is where Sully, you know, Captain Sully. I think there's a Tom Hanks movie about it. Yeah, um, where they had to do an emergency landing in the in the Hudson River in New York. My mom named her dog after that guy. Really? Yeah, yeah, Sullenberger. Interesting. I know, I don't know why. That's that a is thing. an odd name for a dog. <laughs> I don't disagree. You should have heard what happened when it got lost. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are treated to the captains who are freaking out, obviously, because their engines can't restart, but they're not going to be able to make it at the altitude that they're at. They're going to hit the city before they actually hit the water. And so we kind of get treated to the panels of the inside of the plane. This is a very almost like Superman-esque, I would say, where like, yep. you know, all the passengers are hunched over. and There's a little boy that's looking out the window and he's saying, Mommy, Mommy, someone's here. And this next panel is awesome. It's like colored in and everything. And it's Koichi on the like side of the airplane, on the wing, full new garb, like a whole brand new suit uh, with like this awesome face mask and everything. And he lifts it up, and the wind immediately like starts, you know, pulling his face apart. It yanks him off the uh, the wing of the plane. Um, I guess his his little grippy aspect of his power managed to fail him, or or he was shocked enough by that wind interference that he lost focus on that. Uh, but he goes flying off. Uh, but and this is great. Like this is this would have been a great introduction to the, uh, the to series. the chapter. Yeah, to the chapter where it's just like. Yep, that's me, Koichi Hamamari. I bet you're wondering how I got here, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what this seemed like it was winding up for at first. But he kind of just goes into saying, like, this past year has been a wild one for me, and at times I can barely keep up. He says, at the moment, I'm looking at massive debt and a ton of impending lawsuits, so I can't live in Japan, which is why I'm working as a hero in the USA. The crawler, the sky crawler, is here. And, uh... <laughs> Everybody inside the plane is like, Jesus, is he actually up for this? Like, was nobody <laughs> else available? And he continues going on. And I'm assuming he's probably just, you know, saying this in his head to some extent. Or maybe it's like a Ferris Bueller intro, right? Like, Yeah, it's exposition. Yeah. He's saying, sure, I always wanted to be a hero. But all along, I was just sort of playing pretend. Now that it's my job, I can say that being a hero is mighty tough. And, I mean, we see like a massive upgrade to his power. He is literally flown up under the plane and is just blasting off it's insane looking like i mean literally like two jet engines coming out of his boots yeah we've seen the like the application of this quirk before even visualized similarly but not this largely he's gotten hooked um, up with some tech man yeah well i don't think that this is you don't think um, that he doesn't have some kind of amplifiers in his boots or something I don't know. I didn't take it that way. I just saw this as uh, our boy got another upgrade, you know. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. I, I'm, but... not, uh, I'm not averse totally to the idea of him having support equipment, especially now that he's basically sponsored um, by CC Corp. Uh, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. It's just not where my mind went. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see it as just like a, a huge, because that would be a freaking huge level up in one year. Yeah. 
but it does it does do a good job of him, of explaining why it is that he's in the U.S. too. Which again, I said that they they did a passable job of being like, well, why did he leave his home, like this place that he's defended as a vigilante slash hero for so long? It's because he like he's he's in hot water over he's there in Japan. The law. He's he's pulled a captain celebrity <laughs> yeah. to go and try to raise his uh raise his uh the, the, his stature in the world elsewhere. <laughs> it's 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 funny. Yeah, I didn't even think about it being a parallel to captain celebrity, but you're absolutely right. Holy cow. How did I miss that? That's crazy. Oh man. That's yeah, great. And he's got Mikado, you know, doing like the spin doing the for him here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's basically landed the airplane in the the Hudson, and uh, they are live. There's all this news crew that's shown up. He's actually, like, drowning, it looks like, Uh, so Captain Celebrity has to save him. And, of course, Captain Celebrity's like, man, come on, have some dignity. Like, I imagine there's a little elbow ribbing there. Uh, (laughs) But the moment that uh, he is kind of pulled up, Captain Celebrity just kind of gives it to him straight. Like, hey, don't relax. Like, you've not really just saved the day. Like, the battle is really just about to begin. So Mikado's doing the Mikado thing, and she's got, this looks to be like her doing a presentation inside of CC Corp um, with a visual of Koichi uh, with a scale, a sliding scale underneath him uh, that currently is like three quarters hero and then one quarter villain um, explaining that, uh, you know, on the, he's, he's a villain or seems to be being painted that way in Japan, but vigilanteism is, it's got roots in the U.S., I guess. Um, and, and so he's a little bit more, he's got a, He's got a greater public standing here than he did over there, but there's still some work to be done. And so she's working on some ways to uh, raise that up. And just like in My Hero Proper, there's, you remember they had the the pretend interviews and like Todoroki was awful at him. Um, oh yeah, that's I think right. it was Toad. Wasn't it Todoroki was bad at him? Or Bakugo. Yeah, somebody was, well, we Obviously, know Bakugo's Bakugo. going to be bad yeah, at him. Yeah. Oh, Midoriya was terrible at him. He like froze up. Um, that's what it was. Can you imagine Mineta? I feel like he'd be horrible at them. Well, and it would have been especially bad because wasn't it midnight given the, the interviews? interviews? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Koichi does something similar and he's worried because he doesn't appear to be bilingual. We have to remember he was in Japan. All that stuff that we've read in English wasn't in English. Um, it, it was it was Japanese that he was speaking. So he's worried about not being able to understand the questions, let alone respond to them. But Mikado feeds him the line, yes, I'll fight on with all of my might, presumably in, in English because it's offset with uh, brackets. Um, and so she says, I'll plant one of our people as a member of the press. And when she asks her question, you just say that and it'll be good. Uh, and then so we return to this, this scene, uh, of the, uh, the successful plane rescue and the reporter is trying that little plant is trying to ask this question so that Koichi has that little softball or the ball on a tee, hit this home run and raise his standings. But she gets interrupted and actually interrupted and overspoken. Yeah, and I like totally pushed spoken a- over one of those two things. And, Continue and totally pushed aside too. You hear this guy scream like, "Well, if it ain't the destructor of Naruhata," and uh, you know he's going on. He says, "How about you head downtown and smash Wall Street to rubble? Give those fancy pants next tie or necktie wearing jackasses what's coming to him." And he's going on and on. And Koichi seems to freeze. Like everyone actually around him sort of freezes. I guess there are people probably sitting in like a broadcast studio. Mikado is like, "Uh oh." Uh, yeah, she knows what's coming because he's only been told to, to say, say one, one thing. thing in response to questions. Yeah, and so he just <laughs> says, yes, with all my might. And she slaps her forehead. Uh, and of course, he's looking around back and forth like, yeah, I did it. I said it right. And yeah. uh, we go back over to seeing his little meter switch mainly to villain. Yep. Now it traversed. He's about 25% hero and 75% villain. Um, we get a little bit more 
uh, discourse uh, over the course of the next couple panels, which are very montagey. We see uh, we check in on a lot of the cast and crew of Vigilantes as we kind of wind uh, this chapter down uh, with some extra discussion or dialogue. It says that he made his New York, he made New York his home, began his career there uh, this past spring. Yes, we're talking about none other than Japan-born Koichi Hamawari, now called the Skycrawler. And his latest statement has given rise to a new scandal uh, with memories of his controversial involvement in the so-called Naruhara lockdown disaster. Uh, still fresh, Mr. Hamawari joined uh, CC Corp, known as the Skycrawler. And then this, <laughs> this evening he saved a plane uh, but then in the aftermath, he made this inappropriate remark that shocked everybody. Um, and that's literally reading dialogue boxes, um, not quite verbatim over the course of like five pages. We see everybody from Vigilantes in here, including, uh, the X-Men, the train bros. We see, uh, Koichi's mom. We see, oh, I love this. This So we see Soga, Moyoru, and Wrapped, uh, and it looks like Tama-O has joined their little crowd. I, oh, I really like that. Oh, that Okay, I thought that was Miyu. For some reason, I assumed that she followed him uh, after the hospital scene. Like, because she was kind of questioning 99% about sure that that's Tama-O. That's totally Tama-O. That's really cool touch. I like that. Because so at first, cool. I was like, why would they put Miyu with him? That was weird. But the fact that, yeah, yeah that's Tama-O. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. We I loved see... his little panel there with his mom freaking out, and his dad yeah. is not even in the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we even see um, hero killer Stain. Pop is who there. Who we had seen as Stendhal uh, earlier on in Vigilantes. Yeah. We see Rappa. We even see, oh, man, what's his name? The cop, the, the... I thought, died. Yeah, no, no. So last time, shoot, what is his name? T- uh, t- Gosh, it's like Tanama? Tanama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tanama. Um, so he last, I think the last time we heard of him was after obviously the six had the, attacked him, right? Yeah. So he blew up. Um, and the last that we heard that he was in critical condition and that Sukauchi said something along the lines of, we're not even sure if he's going to make it, but now we know that he did. Yeah. And it's just in this tiny little panel. And he's fine. He's like fishing and smoking. So he's, he's, he seems to be okay. That was exciting. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Then we get uh, kind of another parallel. Did you pick up on this one at the end of this chapter? With uh, Aizawa? No, with uh, with Koichi. So we're past all of oh, the okay. all of that stuff. So Koichi now. Remember, we were talking about uh, Pop Step and the 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 hoodie from way way back at the beginning. Yeah. Now it is that Koichi has fallen into a river and has been plucked out of it and gets an All Might hoodie. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, you're totally just right. like Pop. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's fallen in the river. He's been pulled out, and, jeez, uh, yeah, you're right. He's freezing. He's chilling, and then all of a sudden, he looks over to his like left or right, and he sees this uh, little newsstand area, these souvenirs, and the guy's selling all my hoodies. But the thing is, is like all these people are are upset with him. They don't like what he said, you know. So this this whole right. crowd is like freaking out. And uh, it's funny because we kind of transition over to see Pop, and she's walking with somebody, and she says, "Oh, I have a text." And it's a picture of Koichi donning this All Might hoodie and like giving the thumbs up and everybody seems to be happy with him now. So like donning the, the hoodie is what, uh, you know, turned his favor, I guess. It's a little I Heart New York All Might hoodie. <laughs> yeah. The I Heart NY All Might hoodie. Yeah. What a crazy thing, really. <laughs> yeah. And, and her reaction to this is great. He's just like, uh, he's kind of an idiot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Pop just says, yeah, you could be right. And then but we, she says she's she's making her way in a new city, but she wonders how Naruhada is doing. So she's not even there anymore herself. 
Um, but as she's kind of thinking about Naruhada and re- being reminded of something that um, Mikado had explained, which was that even before we had a hero system uh, and before people had quirks, then folks learned how to defend themselves and protect their communities. And we are privy to a little back alley uh, beat down in Potentia um, with three thugs rolling up on a nerdy looking kid with a book bag. Uh, and he invokes the name of the Skycrawler, or actually just the Crawler. Back off, the Crawler lives around here, and they're like, ah, he's off playing hero in America. Uh, And then a voice answers them, yeah, he's gone, you ain't wrong. And they're wondering who it is, and we see this figure slinking out of an alleyway, um, shadowed, and he says, heroes are busy, folks, too busy to uh, bother swooping in the back alleys, so two-bit wannabe villain trash like uh, like you punks think you can run the joint. And we get another full color, the, the penultimate page of Vigilantes, um, where we finally get also the title of this chapter, A New Era. And, um, and another title named The Skycrawler Rising. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Is this, is this the second This is the chapter second with chapter two with titles? two titles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it says, nope, ain't gonna play out like that. Why, you ask? Because I am here, and it's Knuckle Duster flashing. He's still got his cane, um, his little, uh, like... It looks again. It looks like it's got a jerry can on the side of it, like a crutch. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. he's still holding it down in Naruhada, and his face has got a, maybe a couple extra scars, um, but his knuckles are just as shiny as ever, and it's great. It's such a good ending um, because, it, especially with Koichi out of Naruhada and with Pop out of Naruhada, well, who you know who's holding who's holding down the fort, and we get that answered uh, before we turn the page and see the end, and it says, "Thank you for reading." The story continues. In My Hero Academia. Yeah, you know, so two things here. I am I am shocked that we didn't see Aizawa in the classroom uh, or at the school. It would have been kind of neat to see him, like, in a schoolroom, maybe being shown in the schoolroom or something like that, just, just as a follow-up, knowing he's going to be there, right? And that seat had been so... Right. So it would have been kind of cool to see that. Uh, but the other thing that I noticed that I thought was kind of interesting is that they did not give Pop a colored page. Like, Koichi got one, and Knuckle Duster got Ooh. one, and they're awesome, but wh- I wonder why Pop didn't get one. Yeah, I don't know. I it just seems like they would have given her her own panel like they did uh, the other two. I mean, she was one of the trio, you know? Like, the, that, that dynamic was there from the get-go, so that was unexpected. Absolutely. But man, well, I really enjoyed the ending. Like, that was yeah. that last panel of just him smiling brutal well and the last page of them being like the story continues has got a lot of people wondering if we will see any vigilantes characters um in my hero proper i know that that has been um a little that was the buzz on twitter when the panel first dropped you know are we gonna see because i mean i know it's hard it's hard to run that twitter account without bumping into some spoilers so i know that some Heroes from America have made their way over to Japan in the midst of oh, some whatever's cool. going on. I didn't. I, um, I hadn't considered that that would be a possibility. Like that seemed like a contained thing, kind of here. Although I guess they did say All Might was in America, so it makes sense that he would have buddies over there. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it certainly hasn't happened yet. That it's not like Skycrawlers on the scene um, that that I'm aware of anyway. Yeah. And I I try to studiously avoid spoilers, but sometimes it's hard. Um. And so, yeah, uh, who knows? It would be awesome to see Koichi show up. I just don't know that he will. And I would love to see Captain Celebrity in the main series. That would be kind of I fun never too, thought I'm I'd hear lie. myself say that. You remember we hated him? I suspect him? that if we get one, we'll get both. Yeah, that would, it would make sense that they would both come over. So, 
man, that's going to be And Mikado. Cool. I would like to see Mikado in the main, because Sukauchi's in the main. Yeah, it so. makes sense that she would be introduced at some point in time, and it makes sense that she could, would come with them. So I'd like to see yeah. some other uh, heroes, though. Like, like, like so let's see some totally brand new characters. That would be exciting. Oh, I mean, like, I'd, we definitely haven't met everybody in My Hero at the point that we're in. Uh, totally, there's definitely yeah. there's some new there's a new dude in like one of the OVAs I think Lionel or something like that really huh. I don't think we've seen him yet I know that there's a handful of names I've seen floating around out there that I've not seen in the show for sure so you know it's yeah. hard being behind the uh, the manga like I definitely want to go jump into it sometimes but I'm glad that we're waiting I can't believe that it's so close like it feels like just yesterday uh, the last season ended so that time has just flown by man. Yeah, I can't wait to get back into the My Hero proper stuff um, because there's excitement building around it with the return of the anime. Um, and it allows us to play some catch up. Um, we don't get to catch up while um, the anime is off, but the manga is ongoing. So we're we fall further and further behind. So it feels like we take two steps forward and then one step back all the time. Yeah. Um, but man, we're, we get to join in on those discussions again. And those discussions will happen anew when the anime starts because the f- people who are even current on the manga will still be kind of revisiting uh, those manga chapters uh, that the anime is covering. And so fresh discussions will be taking place that we can actually participate in. And that'll be fun. What's interesting is I would imagine that the manga will likely be over before the next season is released. So there's been some rumors. Yeah. That it's going to be wrapping itself up uh, in the next, like less than a year. Yeah. Um, it has left is what I've heard. Wow. Man, that's exciting. Uh, I'm excited to have a, another uh, big series come to, come to a close. You know, this one ended really well, and I'm sure that My Hero Proper will too. Yeah, and speaking of the end of this particular series, we've got a little giveaway to do. Yeah, I'm so excited, man. Uh, whoever is going to receive this, you're going to love it. It is such an incredible piece of art. Yeah, so we let's go ahead and describe it just for funsies. Um, this is, again, a commissioned piece from uh, at Liquid Purple on Twitter. And basically what we told her was we would like to commemorate the end of Vigilantes. We had this idea of having the three main characters, so Knuckle Duster, uh, Koichi, and Pop, all sitting on the rooftop of uh, Koichi's little rooftop shipping container thing as a sun was setting, and they were kind of like uh, backlit. So they were mostly silhouette. Um, And she delivered crazy well on this um it's so good in talking to her especially on twitter she said that she spent a lot of time pouring over the chapters to try to get the buildings right in the background relative to his house so it's got an insane amount of detail in it if that's even remotely true yeah it looks incredible Um, i love it there's I don't know about you, but there's something about it that uh, really reminds me, like maybe it's the light scheme of it that reminds me of the uh, early TMNT front covers of the old yeah, comics. Yeah. It's just so good, man. I love this art. It's incredible. So we've got, as the sun sets on Vigilantes, we have a sunset depicted in this uh, one-of-a-kind art that we commissioned for one of you. Um, and so I've got the several names. We got several submissions between uh, the Discord and the uh, the Twitter account that we have. Nobody seemed to email us, but we oftentimes forget that we have the email address. We had to check it again right before we start. So um, with no further ado, if there's nothing else to add, I'm going to click this, uh, click to spin, and we're going to find ourselves um, who wins. You ready? Man, I am so excited. I cannot wait. Who did it? Who Let's wins it? Let's see. Oh, snap. It's Ness from the Discord. What? Dude, that's Ness awesome. Won. I don't even know if you can hear the little cheer, but... Yeah, and Ness is very interesting because <laughs> he's going to get outed a little bit for this. 
he doesn't actually read vigilantes, but he is he is up on it because we talk about it. So he doesn't have access to the manga, but he loves listening to us talk about it. He was able to articulate his favorite part of the manga uh, in in our discussions. So this will be cool to send to Ness, whose address I think I already have because I've sent him um, some just some small knickknacky things over the last year or two. Man, and so was congratulations, the, uh, he was Ness! The one that uh, submitted the Quirkle for the episode. So that's like, he did. Uh, that's uh, right. Man, that's incredible. Not, not, not that yeah. there's any correlation there by any stretch of the imagination. It's just no, no, no. Like that was uh, what what a coincidence. Yeah, we had about we had uh, two, four, six, eight, uh, nine people um, that uh, that had their names on this, and Ness Ness just won the day. So we'll be happy to uh, send this. Uh, vinyl or this uh, not vinyl this uh, canvas print to Ness and uh, you know we appreciate the rest of you um, who may not have been winners but are still valued listeners uh, for taking the time just to shout at us and tell us what your favorite part of Vigilantes is uh, because we enjoyed reliving those moments too I was even doing um, we added one more submission right before we started recording from uh, at Thunderstorm in our discord um, who was telling me about his favorite parts too, like getting his name in right under the wire. But uh, that was fun. So congratulations once again, Ness. I'll get that in the mail to you sometime in the next month or so because <laughs> work is kind of crazy, but it'll, it's coming your way, I promise. Yes, uh, we are very excited to send it off to you. Well, man, this is a, a sad ending for an AMP episode for me, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sad that we won't have more Vigilantes to read, even though it has been a really great ride. Like I've enjoyed this series a lot. Yeah, we may not have more vigilantes to read, but we can always reread vigilantes. That's true. And yeah. I think that that's something that I will absolutely be doing in the not too distant future, um, because it's good. And and it and now that it's self-contained, it's something that you don't feel like you're falling further behind if you start back over. So there's a blessing in that. Um, again, bittersweet is an appropriate term uh, to to describe this episode. Uh, so we hope that, it, you know, I, I don't think many people are listening to us just for Vigilante's coverage, but if there's a, one or two of you guys out there that has enjoyed that, um, consider sticking around as we jump back into My Hero Proper and some of the other spinoff uh, stuff that's out there. Um, we're we're trying so desperately to stay away from socks and ties from Hot Topic, and uh, thankfully uh, the franchise is providing, with, uh, providing us with a lot of alternative things for us to talk about and enjoy together. So that's what exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, so the OVAs are up next. Uh, be sure to check those out. We are going to, and we'll be uh, doing our best to cover those in the next episode. Yep, for now. We'll see you guys later. See you in two weeks.